As we stand at the precipice, feeling the heat on our faces from the dumpster fire our country has devolved into, sometimes an escape is necessary. And sure, meth will do that for you, but maybe, just maybe, dating horror stories from someone else's romantic fuckery might be better for your health. Surely your dentist would agree. So, laugh, cry, blush from secondhand embarrassment, and revel in a playground of mishaps that just might help you forget. Welcome to The Cultural Experience, Season 1, The Alphabet Chronicles. U is for unpredictable. Well, at least my life isn't boring, I mumbled as I drug myself out of yet another offensively oppressive hangover. I'm normally ashamed of blacking out, but, you know, this time I gave myself a little break. And in some ways, I approved, nay, co-signed this blackout. Mayhaps everyone deserves a blackout after certain pieces of tomfoolery? Like, how did last night even turn into a thing kind of tomfoolery? Cosmically, it was you know, probably to help me heal, but I am still astounded to think how the universe collectively joined forces to set this chain of events into motion. It started innocently enough, just you know, a typical dinner with the gays. Drinks were flowing freely, and as the evening progressed, the boys started peeling off one at a time to indulge their late-night dalliances, leaving my friend and I to our own devices. We were meandering towards the train when we passed one of our favorite bars. One more? These words apparently set off alarm bells, calling forth the powers of ratchetry from across the galaxy. Because, after ducking into the bar, we were hit full force with a whole lot of life. The ghosts of boyfriends past litter the gayborhoods of New York, and this night, they were out for blood. The venue housed a long, L-shaped bar at its entrance, and a host of high tops scattered to the left of it. The bar smacks you in the face as you enter, so I ordered our drinks straight away. As the bartender turned to mix my vodka soda, I glanced around to see who was out. This place could be, you know, hit or miss for hot guys, and I was hoping tonight was going to be a good one. I needed someone to distract me. Before I completed a full sweep of the space, I noticed a straight girl staring me down. There was something about the way she made eye contact. It, it wasn't a, oh, he's cute, or, ooh, my gay bestie is going to be so into him. It was something else. She looked at me like she knew me, and I had no idea who the fuck she was. I tried to continue my survey of the room, assuming she would eventually look away, but she didn't. There was something ominous about it. I can't even really explain it, but I could tell that she wasn't going to let this go. She and I were going to have a conversation one way or the other. It made me nervous. The bar is set up in such a way that in order to enter the main room, you had to walk past her table. I was trying to strategize a way around it when a large group entered the bar and slowly ushered us, against our will, on a direct trajectory towards her. I held out hope I might be able to avoid it, but this night was not going to let that happen. The crowd directed our path, and the deeper into the space, the closer we got, until I was standing right in front of her. We were stalled due to a pile-up. I looked up. I caught her eye. Fuck. 
She started and stopped. Yes, I thought, go with that. Don't say anything. She didn't take my telepathic advice and instead took a breath. Um, is your name Cole? Something about the way she said my name didn't feel friendly. Yes? Oh, I thought so, she said. What was about to happen? Are you dating the alcoholic? She asked, metaphorically slapping me across the face. That's what's about to happen. No, we broke up a little while ago, unsure if she'd be able to understand me through my tight, forced smile. Oh, well, I'm best friends with his ex, she said, referencing the other side of the table. I looked in the direction of her pointing and saw the man-boy, a constant fixture in old posts on the alcoholic social media accounts. Oh, (laughs) I stammered, not really knowing what to say or how to feel about what I was walking into. There was always something about him that made me jealous. I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, the alcoholic never gave me a reason to feel that way. On the surface, he, you know, didn't give me motivation to feel many of the things I felt during our relationship, which was maddening as I tried to reconcile my crazy. I don't think he was smart enough to do it on purpose, but his emotional unavailability tricked me into turning our issues on myself. I would internalize our unhappiness and take the blame every time. I I would take responsibility for our incongruous views on the relationship and, you know, assume it was because I was asking too much or assume... uh, I don't know, I was feeling this way because I was nuts. He made me feel crazy a lot, directly and indirectly. I I think it all stemmed from being unavailable. It made me jealous because I, I assumed if he wasn't open with me, he was open with someone else. And when I clearly wasn't satisfying his needs, I, I couldn't help but wonder, was his ex able to? Was I the problem? It wasn't until I had space that I was able to gain some perspective. It wasn't me. It was his inability to connect to me, to himself. I knew in my conscious mind that the man-boy wasn't someone to be jealous of, especially now, but those wounds hadn't healed yet. I wasn't in a place where I could fight my instinct to be intimidated by the alcoholic secrets. Of course, I hadn't been able to reconcile these myriad thoughts before the man-boy reached his hand across the table to introduce himself. Hi. There was something charming about his waif-like, delicate nature, He knew just how to catch the light in his eyes, so they sparkled. It was interesting. I was able to objectively see how men would be attracted to him and simultaneously not find him sexually desirable. In an effort to connect, I responded by giving him a handshake. Oh, yeah, I think I remember seeing photos of you. How are you? I lied. I knew exactly who he was. I may have even seen him out once or twice. And if his best friend knew who I was, he did too. Any sort of feigned ignorance from either of us was pure gay ego, acting as if we hadn't stalked the other on social media was silly. After catching the light at another enchanting angle, he broke through my racing thoughts. I'm okay. So, you're not with the alcoholic anymore? The question was dripping with subtext, loaded with latent disdain and more follow-up questions than we had time for. The disdain was what I was most interested in. It was my understanding that the alcoholic had dumped him because he'd cheated, but the way he said the alcoholic's name led me to believe there was more to the story. No, I said, I'm not. It's been a few months. We... It just stopped working. He laughed. Yeah, (laughs) I get that. Uh, Did you two live together? Uh, We did. We lived at his place uptown, 
I think you two were together when he first moved in. Did the two of you ever live together? I already knew the answer, but I wanted to see how he'd respond. No, we never did that. I think it was for the best, he laughed. How are you doing? His question felt a little too familiar, but you know, I was a few drinks in and ready to overshare. I'm okay. I miss him some days, but to be honest, I really miss the dog. Like, a lot. Oh, she was so sweet. I remember going with him to pick her up. She just sat there in the store display, looking up at us with these sweet little eyes. Oh, I miss her too. Store display? Yeah, there was a cute little display at the front of the store in the West Village. The alcoholic had put her on hold, then brought me to meet her a few days later, he said, peering over his quickly emptying drink. Uh, he, uh... He told me that he got the dog from a breeder upstate. He sucked the final drops of vodka from his glass. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't happen. I didn't know how to process this information. He had lied to me about where he got his dog? The fuck? What? Why would he do that? Because he got her from a pet store? I mean, I mean, I, I guess... But I can't wrap my mind around that. I, I don't know why he thought I cared. There were plenty of things I was crazy about, but this didn't fall anywhere on the spectrum. You know, Listen, would I have preferred he'd not purchased her from a pet store in the village? Sure. But two months after our breakup, I, I was half a swipe away from charging a dog from a shop down the street. So I mean, it's not like I was above it. I, it just it didn't make any sense. Huh. That's weird. He shrugged, turned to the man over his right shoulder and took his hand, pulling his attention. This is my husband. Husband, this is Cole. He dated the alcoholic, too. We exchanged pleasantries and you know, tried our best not to be awkward as our only connection, the man-boy, skipped away. I wasn't quite sure where he was off to and hoped he would return soon as the discovery of this lie had piqued my interest. And, well, I didn't really care about talking to his husband. I needed to know what else the alcoholic had lied about and why. We were just running out of bullshit conversation topics when a drink appeared, as if from nowhere, right in front of my face. Here, the man-boy sang, you're going to need this, because we're not done. I sucked down half the drink in two large gulps as he kissed his husband, releasing him of his babysitting duties. Okay, so why did you two break up? Suddenly, it felt like I was sitting down with Barbara Walters. Well, Barbara, but sloppier and less classy. Maybe it was more like an Andy Cohen interview? Unclear. Everything was unclear, to be honest. Should I even be sharing these details with him? Something told me he wasn't going to accept a whitewashed response, but it didn't feel right telling him all the nitty-gritty ins and outs of it all. I still wasn't quite sure where our limits were or what his ultimate goal was, but the rapid consumption of my drink had severed the bonds between my mouth and cautious reasoning. Well, we broke up for many reasons, but ultimately it was because he drank too much. Knew it! He shouted, looking over to his best friend who I'd forgotten about. Thank God she and my friend had headed off. I'd absolutely been ignoring him, but I was hopelessly distracted by these new developments. I'd catch him up to speed once we were out of whatever situation this was. His drinking was a huge issue for us as well. In fact, well, wait, was he the top in your relationship? 
I downed the last drops of alcohol left in my godsend of a drink. No, no, no. I was the top. Exclusively. Well, when we had sex. I, I don't know about the two of you, but we didn't have much. Clearly the alcohol was now firmly positioned in the driver's seat, hands at ten and two. He looked stunned. So, he was only a top when we were together. I... Wow. We didn't have much sex either, actually. And whenever we tried, his drinking got in the way. He would get so drunk that he had huge issues. Well, I'm getting hard. It, it was rough. Wait, he told me you didn't like having sex. Girl, that is a lie. I could tell he was hurt by this one. It was a lot to take in. All of a sudden, I had a connection with the man-boy that I couldn't deny. I knew what he felt. Being rejected by the alcoholic like that, I knew what a toll it had taken on him. Yeah, it... It wasn't you. I don't know you, but I'm sorry. I know what it felt like to be rejected by him. I'm sure he had no interest in talking to you about it. Uh, He all but refused. I offered to top him. I told him we could try different things. I tried to figure out what it was. Was it me? Was, Was it something I was doing? It wasn't you. I fell off. There was something so sad and raw in the way he talked about it. It it wasn't you. That's all I could muster. Thanks. He smiled sadly, took our drinks, and went to the bar. I looked down at my phone to distract from the heaviness hanging in the air. I, I needed something mindless to focus on. I was scrolling past the tenth shirtless guy on my Instagram feed when he came back with refreshed drinks. This drink was surely going to push us past the point of no return, which, to be honest, I needed after this unexpected exchange. So, uh, do the two of you still talk? I asked. (laughs) No, I haven't spoken to him since we broke up. I took a breath to ask some follow-up questions, and then I stopped. It hit me like a ton of bricks. That's that's not what he'd told me. There were at least two different stories I'd been told multiple times that con- contradicted that. A- and one of them involved several interactions that took place over an extended period of time. Wait, you never saw him after you broke up? Nope. You never tried to be friends? Going out to multiple dinners. You never tried to hold his hand while the two of you were walking down the street. You never tried to kiss him, asking him, begging him to be together again. He looked at me, slack-jawed, and turned to his friend. She had paused her conversation, distracted by my voice that was rising in volume the deeper I navigated the lies I'd been fed. Her mouth was similarly agape, staring at me in disbelief. She chimed in for the first time. That is categorically untrue. He would call me and beg me to put in a good word with the man-boy. He was the one who wanted to get the two of them back together. He called me. We all took a second, stunned. But you ran into him at the Viceroy, right? You were there with your boyfriend at the time. You shoved him with your bag. Cole? I haven't seen him since the day we broke up. Honestly. I was in shock. I mean, knowing what I learned tonight, I I guess it made sense. The alcoholic said he'd seen him with his boyfriend, and the man he described looked 
nothing like the man-boy's husband. Oh, God, I was officially done. For good. We we got into fights about this. He kept changing the details of the story. I, I assumed that he'd seen you and the two of you got drinks. The inconsistencies were his sloppy attempts to cover it up. I guess the details changed because it never happened? I... This makes literally no sense to me. Why would he say that? They both just looked at me. I have to go to the bathroom, I sighed. I do too, the man-boy hummed as he followed behind. I, I didn't really need to go to the bathroom. I just needed to get out of that situation. I needed a break from the intensity of the pointless bullshit of it all. I can wrap my mind around lying to your partner about actually running into an ex, but why would you say you had if you hadn't? Why would you make up something like that? I was pulling myself deeper down my insanity spiral when I felt the man-boy grab me by the hand. Come with me. He redirected me to the dance floor where we both anonymously joined the mass of sweaty men. It wasn't long before we unabashedly exploded in movement, powered by the palpable testosterone. There was an unspoken energy that radiated as the beat of the music dropped. It was electric. We danced to free ourselves from the stress of our recent discoveries. We channeled the gay bars of the 90s and lost ourselves in the pulse of the music, celebrating our gayness. The music took over and we both gave in to the release of the alcoholic. I think in some ways, this night helped us move past his crazy. We were able to embrace that if he was lying about these things, he was lying about other things too. And instead of trying to discover what else it could have been, we took it as permission to let it all go. He may have lied every day we were both with him, but it didn't matter anymore. His issues had deeper implications than the two of us. In fact, this was proof his lying wasn't about us. As our celebration reached a climax, we looked at each other. His eyes caught the light, and he kissed me. For a split second, I kissed him back. We were sharing a healing experience, something that only the two of us could truly understand. And then it hit me. I pulled away as quickly as he dove in. Um, are you in an open relationship? His wide-eyed silence told me everything I needed to know. (laughs) You need to go back to your husband. Of course I couldn't have a cathartic healing experience without some level of fuckery. At least not when the alcoholic was involved. I, I was stunned. I just stood there as he stumbled away, bobbing like a buoy between waves of men, lost at sea. I started laughing. I really didn't have another choice. I had to laugh to keep from crying at the madness of it all. I danced by myself for a minute, but it wasn't the same. The electricity had dimmed. I meandered to the restroom, figuring if I'd already navigated through the crazy crowds, I might as well pee while I was in the vicinity. I was lost in thought and almost completely missed a real winner wagging his cock at me from the adjacent urinal. Oh, God. Then can be so charming. I managed a half-smile in his direction as I tucked in and made my way back. The man-boy was there with another drink for me. He had quite clearly had enough, and, uh, to be honest, if he hadn't just tried to make out with me while his husband sat across the bar, I would have had enough, too. But, considering everything, I needed to keep drinking. I turned to check in with my friend and got about two sips into my cocktail when I realized everyone in our group was shifting uncomfortably. 
The change in energy caught my attention, and I looked up just in time to see the man-boy precariously reaching for a drink that had been placed across the table, just outside his reach. He was slurring, trying to get someone's attention, looking for someone to help. All of a sudden, he was very drunk. His current state brought me back to reality, and I realized how different we were in our sameness. He reached just a little too far and lost his balance, tumbling onto the floor, splayed out. No one was phased. Most of his friends didn't even move. His husband was the only one who reacted, if you can even call it that. He calmly walked over and picked him up off the floor like a rag doll. He looked out at the rest of us and nodded, indicating it was time for them to go, apologetically, but also not. It seemed like behavior he'd grown to accept. We all said our goodbyes, kind of, as the man-boy was ushered out by the latest Britney bop. (laughs) Appropriate. Well, I thought, apparently the alcoholic hadn't lied to me about everything. Thank you for listening to The Cultural Experience, Season 1, The Alphabet Chronicles. The podcast that's 100% true, except when it's not. Essays are written by Cole Grissom, inspired by real events. But rest assured, if a character resembles you in any way, I promise you're wrong. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, share, tell your friends, your frenemies, your bad dates, your good dates... The guy in the alley you're planning on giving a handy to later tonight. Tell them all. Until next time, friends.